how you guys doing tonight? You guys good? Amen. Good. It's so good. It's Friday. Love Friday. Uh, anybody excited for camp next week? Yeah. Come on. Camp in a week. Man, I'm so excited. I was just waiting. I'm waiting this whole week. I'm like, man, I'm waiting for camp. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. So good just to get away for four days into the presence of God. Amen. We're going to receive from God. We're going to play some basketball. Amen. We're going to play some uh, capture the flag. Amen. <laughs> but most importantly, you know, gotta, I, I don't know. I'm so excited for, for what God's going to do. We've been praying about this camp. We've been fasting for it. And we just, we know God's going to do something. Amen. Um, anybody need translation tonight? Does anybody need it? Okay, we have zero. Okay, that's cool. Um, yeah, so Dima is coming back tomorrow, right? Is it tomorrow? What time? What time is he flying back? Nine? Ten o'clock? Yeah, we should like all go or something. Oh wait, hold! I'm not. Uh, I can't be there because we have the uh, g- the guys with the uh, with the boys, the the daddy and me thing. I'm not gonna be there, but yeah, man. But anyways, yeah, you, we should totally do it. When I say we, uh, 10 p.m. Okay, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll go after or something. All right. Okay, cool. But yeah, they're coming back tomorrow night. Can't wait to have them back. Really miss them. Um, they're not watching us tonight, are they? No, probably not. Okay. I tried to call Dima. I could not get in contact. They had, couldn't call him. But um, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna receive tonight, and uh, you know God God makes all things new. And I liked what uh, Albina said last week. She started off and she said that you know tonight is not a normal night. You know it's something God's gonna do something. And uh, God God said I behold I make all things new. And God has something new for us tonight. Every night, every time we come. You know, I'm always expecting something new, something fresh, and uh, so God has something for us tonight. And so, uh, before we go, let's just open our hearts in prayer and just uh, pray before God and just ask to receive. God, we just thank you for your presence that's in this place. God, we thank you that you are here, God. That you're here with us, God. That your presence is here among us, God. And we thank you that you're that you're honoring us, God. That that you've given us this privilege of, of sharing, God, in, in, in your presence, Lord, of being in your presence, being changed by you, God. Thank you, Lord, that we're changed by your presence, God. We're, 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 God, we're, we're growing and, and we're maturing, God, when we come here. Thank you, Lord, that you help us, God, to grow. Thank you, Lord, that you help us to mature in our faith. God, and we pray that you would speak to us, God. Open up our hearts tonight, God. Bring us into unity, God, and in the spirit, Lord. Make us united, God. Speak to us, God. Speak to our hearts and change us tonight, God. Change us, Lord. Let this word be something that changes our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh, if you could please open up to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. All right, tonight I wanted to talk uh, about the topic of uh, trusting in God. That's what I want. It's the name of the sermon, Trusting in God. And um, uh, we're going to talk about what is trusting in God, really going to, we're going to get into faith. 
And uh, we're going to read from 25 down to 34 in the New International Version. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the fields grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly... Oh, I'm sorry. So your pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. That's a good statement. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. That's very true. Um, so we're talking about trusting in God. We're talking about faith. And just kind of a side note, I don't know, if you look at uh, where it says in, in uh, verse 28, it says, And do not worry about clothes. See, clothes. See how the lilies of the fields grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Now, I don't know about you. Uh, but the way I look at it is, um, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that verse. I mean, it says that Solomon was not, or the lilies of the fields were dressed better than Solomon. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, let's think about Solomon. He was rich, beyond rich. It said he, he had whatever he wanted, whatever his heart desired, whatever he saw, he wanted it, and he took it. And I mean, this, this guy must have been, you know, dressed up, very nice, just you know, rolling, rolling on the nicest, you know, ride, probably had a chariot, you know, Lamborghini chariot, you know, rims of gold, you know, you know, I mean, we think we have nice rims, probably had gold rims, you know, spinners, diamond, diamonds, diamonds in there, and then just, I mean, he had gold, he had gold everywhere, if it said, if it said that he had, uh, they had uh, silver was as much as trees, okay, how is it like, they had as much silver as they had trees. We got a lot of trees, you know. What if we had that much silver? And, I mean, man, they had everything. Probably had, you know, Gucci pajamas and just like a Burberry keeper and, and just, he had everything. And, you know, <laughs> shoes made of crocodile skin, whatever. And, and it, says that, it says that the lilies of the fields were dressed better. It's a lily. A lily. I mean, it's a nice flower, but it's a lily. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. You know, I mean, I would, I would much rather have the clothes that, that Solomon had. But I, I believe that this is how God looks at our possessions. He doesn't really value them. He doesn't really see them as being that special. And he looks at his creation flowers, and he's like, wow, that's better than Solomon in all his, in a, in all his glory. Amen. So that's just a side note. I don't know. That, that verse was, was just bugging me every time I would read it because I, I don't get it. And then I would be like, okay, yeah, that's probably the way God looks at it. So... Uh, we're talking about uh, trusting in God, and really we're going to talk about faith a lot tonight. And, uh, you know, we all have a certain level of faith. We all have 
a level, we all have a different level of faith, right? Like, we, we, we're all on different levels. We can, you know, maybe somebody's on the same level, but we're all on different levels of faith. And faith, I think faith is very important. And I, I feel like it's something that maybe we don't even uh, give enough, uh, like we don't give enough value to faith. We don't really hold it in such high regard because it says in the Bible, in uh, Hebrews 11.6, I'm not going to turn there, but I'm just going to read it. It says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So it says it's impossible to please God without faith. I mean, that's a pretty big statement. That's, that's not like, that's not just some little, it, we cannot please God without faith. If there's no faith, God's not pleased. And so we read Matthew 5, you know, when it starts off, you know, those who mourn, God blesses those who mourn. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, poor in the spirit. All these things, they mean nothing without faith. If faith is not involved in it, then those things, they, they mean nothing. It's like, then faith is very important, right? It's, it's something that, that we have to have in our lives. And if we're not using faith, God's not pleased. Actually, it goes, it goes further. It says that whatever is not of faith is sin. It says that Romans 14. Romans 14, uh, 23. Actually, we'll, we'll, turn, we'll turn it just so you see that I'm not lying or anything. Uh, yeah, we better check. It says, it says in Romans 14, 23, it says, But the man who, who, who has doubts is condemned if he eats, because, he is eating, because his eating is not from faith. And everything that does not come from faith is sin. I know I kind of turned there fast. I had a marker there. I'm sorry. But... You can just take my word for it if you can't find it. Uh, so you can return back to Matthew. <laughs> but uh, whatever, it says whatever is not from faith is sin. So sin is the opposite of faith. So, I mean, that's a, these are pretty big statements. And, and so, we, I, you know, as I was thinking about it, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of thinking and saying, you know what? If there is no faith, then, then it's sin. It's not from God. It's not pleasing God. And, and faith is involved in every single area of our life. Everything that we do, there's faith involved somehow. In some way, faith is involved. Uh, you know, people read their Bible because they have faith. People don't read their Bible because of a lack of faith. You say, how does that make any sense? I read my Bible because I want to read my Bible. I don't read my Bible because I didn't feel like reading my Bible. What did that have anything to do with faith? Okay, so faith is, like James says, uh, some people have faith, but some people have deeds. But, but I say, prove, prove your faith with your deeds, right? You've you got to prove your faith by the things you do. And so we say, yeah, I have faith, but you've got to back it up with deeds. And so, and so, for instance, you say, okay, can, can you bring an example? How does, that, how does that make any sense? Some people have enough faith just to come to church. They have enough faith, you know, they got saved. They have enough faith to be at church, and that's it. Some people have enough faith to tithe to give 10% of everything they owe. Why, does, why do they have faith to do that? Because, because they believe that God has given them everything that they have, and so they're like, you know what? I'm giving 10% back. But if you're not tithing, then that's really saying, I don't believe that God has given me everything I have. I believe that I earned it, so it's mine. And say, well, I don't really believe that. I just, I just don't give 10%. But our actions prove what we believe. And so faith is involved in every single thing. When we worship, faith is involved. You know, when, uh, 
you know, you got to have faith to raise your hands, right? When we worship, we say, let's raise our hands. Why do we raise our hands? To surrender to God. If you don't have faith to surrender to God, you're not going to worship God. You're not going to, you know, if you have faith that God hears your prayers, you're going to pray. The more faith you have, the more you're going to pray. The more faith you have to read his word, you know, the more you'll read. And, and it's just, faith is involved in every single area in our life. It was something to do with faith. Faith is somehow involved. And so we have to learn how to grow in faith. And we're going to talk about just growing in faith, uh, getting, the, getting the, uh, to the point where we trust God. And, um, you know, doubt, we all, you know, maybe not all of us, but some of us had that moment maybe where, where we had a doubt come into our mind where we heard, you know, a thought like, does God really exist? You know, I, I, think, I think people have had, some people have had that thought, you know, does God really exist? Is he, is he real? Is, is everything in the Bible, is that true? Does, does God exist? And, and when we start doubting and when we start, you know, kind of taking our eyes off Jesus and, and some, kind, some kind of doubt comes into our, our hearts and we're like, well, does this, is there really a point for me to come to church this much? Is there really a point for me to, to pray this much? Is there really a point? Like, you know, doubt that it comes... And it comes when we start trusting in other things, when we start trusting in people. Um, you know, it says in uh, Jeremiah 17, 5, it says, Cursed is anyone that trusts in, in a person. We're, you know, like in, in, uh, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? We have to be an example to people. We have to say, follow me as I follow Christ because, I mean, who else are they going to follow, right? Who else are people in the world going to look at? They don't have anybody else to look at but us. And so, yeah, we got to say, follow me as I follow Christ. We have to be an example, but at the same time, we can't place our trust in people. You know, some people, they place their trust in, in preachers, and, and they just, they believe like, like they believe in Jesus. And the preacher falls, and, and he, he's, you know, he goes into sin, and then somebody backslides because they trusted in a person. We can't trust in people. We can't put our, our, our trust in people. We're cursed if we do that. That's what, that's what God says. We can't, we can't put our trust in money. We can't put our trust, you know, in material possessions. Uh, it says in, in Isaiah, I'm just going to read this. It says, What sorrow awaits my rebellious children, says the Lord. You make plans that are contrary to mine. You make alliances that are not directed by my spirit, thus piling up your sins. For without consulting me, you have gone down to Egypt for help. You have put your trust in Pharaoh's protection. You have tried to hide in his shade. But by trusting Pharaoh, you will be humiliated. And by depending on him, you will be disgraced. So he said, you went down to Egypt. That's Isaiah 30, 1 through 3, if you want to look it up later. But when we put our trust in, he said, when you put your trust in Pharaoh, you're going to be disgraced. When we put our trust in the things of this world, uh, you know, money is the root of all evil. When we put our trust in money, we believe, you know, money can get me whatever I need. I don't need God. I, if I have money, I'll be fine. And, you know, like uh, God, God told Israel, he said, uh, because you put your trust in idols and in your wealth, I'm going to take you away into, ca- into captivity. So God does not like when we put our trust in, in other things, in people, in, in whatever our interests, our hobbies. We put our trust, we trust it, and, and we take our trust off of God. God, God, does not, God is not pleased. And, and so, you know, here, uh, what it's saying, it's saying, like, when I, when I read it before, I would be like, okay, God, we're not supposed to think about, like, how it says, it says, uh, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Don't worry about, your, about clothes, about food. Don't worry any, about any of that. 
And I'm wondering, okay, God, so we're not supposed to plan out our days? Or, or what, what, what are you saying here? And, and I believe that God is, not, God is saying that we, we shouldn't worry about. He says worry five times in here. And, and the, the heading for the, you know, where it says the little title for the, before verse 25, it says do not worry. That's what it says in my Bible. But it's, it's saying like don't, this whole thing is saying don't worry about, uh, about what, what the troubles in life, about the things in life. But, but he's not saying we shouldn't plan out our days. We need to plan out our days. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that I like to plan out my days. I like to plan out what I'm going to eat. You know, the day before, I already got that plan. I got planned what I'm going to wear even. And I mean, to be honest, if you have a crazy schedule, when you plan it out a little bit and you just say, okay, I'm going to do this tomorrow, I'm going to go here, and you plan it out, it will simplify your life a lot and it won't be so crazy. So he's not saying don't plan. He's saying don't worry because when we start worrying, uh, we put our, we take our eyes off Jesus, first of all. Second of all, we start, you know, we get all ang- anxious and we get all, you know, we start worrying, we get depressed, we get all, you know, just, it's, it's, it's not good if we, it's, it's not good if we worry. And, um, you know, so God wants us to believe in Him. So what are the things that we need to believe in? What are the things that we have to put our trust in? And I was just kind of praying about it, I was thinking about it, and, and just, we'll start really simple and it's going to get, it's going to start simple, and then it'll get more complicated. And you'll see, uh, a lot more difficult, you'll see what I mean. Number one, we've got to believe that God is alive. You say, well, duh, you know, of course you've got to believe God's alive. And yeah, that's the first thing. You've got to believe that God is alive. You've got to believe that He is, uh, He is God. We've got to believe there is a devil. We've got to believe there's heaven, hell, all these things. Now there's Christians that don't believe in hell. Don't believe in, in the, that there's a devil. That doesn't make any sense when Jesus talked about hell four times more than heaven. So we got to believe God is alive. If we don't believe he's alive, if we don't believe that God is real, we have, we have nothing really. And we got to believe he rose from the dead. Paul said if, if, if Christ didn't rise from the dead, we're, we're the most miserable people on the planet because we're, we're doing all this stuff for nothing, you know. And, and atheists, they even read the Bible, but they don't believe in God, so they don't get anything from the Bible because they don't believe in God. So that's the first thing we got to believe in God. Second of all, we got to believe in his word. We got to believe that the Word of God is the Word of God. We got to believe that the Bible is the Bible. That that every single thing in the Word is true. We got to believe that you know creation happened. We got to believe that uh, God made the world in six days. The Bible says six days, so I'm just going to believe. You know, six days. Okay, it's six days. Some people now are saying that God was working with evolution. You guys heard that? It's like this new thing that God was working with evolution, and, and somehow. Uh, it took it, God. God was with evolution. He, what? Yeah. What? The gap theory. Oh yeah. It was like each one day is like. Or they have the one day is a thousand years, so it'd be like six thousand years. And you know what? You know it says in the Bible six days. I'm just gonna believe six days. You know, I'm just that. That's that's what it says. That's what I'm gonna believe. And and you know we have to believe that Noah built an ark. That that. Uh, amen, Noah. We have to believe that you know that. It, there was a flood, that the flood happened. we got to believe in the Word of God. Because some people, they take the Word and they say, yeah, the Bible is from God, but I don't believe every single thing in the Bible. Well, you got to believe every single thing in the Bible. You know, some people kind of pick and choose. They're like, I believe this. But, you know, some people say, well, you know, that, that if you're homosexual, you can make it to heaven. Well, it says, no homosexual will inherit the kingdom of God. So you can't take that scripture out. And there's so many scriptures that... You know, like we read uh, a couple days ago or 
was it last, last week? I don't remember. In Corinthians, uh, I believe it's 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where it says uh, that we should not team up with unbelievers. If you're, if you're saved, you're not, you shouldn't get married to somebody that's not Christian. And, and, you know, that's the rule, you know. We shouldn't team up with people that are worldly. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be on the, what, 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 we don't have anything in common with them. It says, what common, uh, what does light have in common with darkness? And, you know, we, we got to believe, we got to take that word and say, yeah, I believe that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to team up with somebody that's an unbeliever or, you know, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't talk to people that are not Christian. No, we should try to talk to people that are Christian. And this is, that's more talking about people that are Christian, that are worldly, that we shouldn't, you know, we should not, uh, we should distance ourselves from them. You know, where it says in, uh, in 1 John, it says, if you're uh, a friend of this world, if you're friends with this world, you're an enemy to God. And you can take that scripture, you can say, I don't believe it, because, you know, we got to be, we got to click with the world, we got to be cool with them. But God is saying, you know what, come, come out, separate yourself from them. And so we got to believe in every single part of the word of God. It says in, in, um, in Psalm 33, 4, it says, for the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. It's always true. We can always trust his word. We can always say, you know what, this word, I can trust it. You know how they, um, how they when, when they gamble, they put all their chips. And I, I don't mean to compare gambling with faith or anything, but, but, you know, when they gamble, they take all the chips, they put it in the center of the table, like I'm going all in, you know. All the marbles, I'm, I'm going all in. And we can just go all in on the word of God. Like we can put all our trust, all our hope, and say this, that's what the word of God says. Okay, that's what it says. I believe it, and that's how I'm going to live my life. And uh, that's, that's kind of, and, and we're, we're, we're growing in, in our trust. First, we believe he exists, then we've got to believe completely in his word, because his word will never lie. And uh, the third thing is we've got to believe that God, uh, that God is sovereign, that he has a plan for us. We've got to believe that God put us where we're at, that he has a reason for us to be there. And I like this verse in uh, Acts 27, Acts 17. Verse 27, it says, His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him, though He is not far from any one of us. For in Him we live and move and exist. So God's purpose was to put us, all of us, God put us where we're at for a reason. You know, He said, God, why, why was I born in this family with this background, with, you know, this kind of childhood, with this upbringing? Why was I born in this kind of place? Why? And we have to believe that God places there for a reason. That we're not there by accident. Where you you didn't you weren't born where you were born by an accident. You know, if you if you didn't have much when you were growing up, if you had little, then that was God's plan for you. That that's what He wanted. He put you there so you could so you could learn from that. If you if you had an easy childhood and and you know whatever, we all had different we all had a different upbringing. But God put us there because it was His plan. And you know we got to believe that God is sovereign. We got. Uh, we got to believe he's sovereign. And what, what does sovereign mean? Like the word sovereign is just one of those cool things that, you know, we like to say, like it sounds like, wow, sovereign, God is sovereign. But, but what, what, is, what does that actually mean? Like God is, God is sovereign. What, what does that mean? It means, it means that God, uh, pretty much it's, what it's saying is if God wants something to happen, it's going to happen because he, said, he, because he said so. He's sovereign. Uh, yeah, he's in control. God is in control of everything. So if he says tomorrow you're going to go, you know, down to McDonald's, you're going to get a number three with a Diet Coke, you know. Tomorrow, you're going to go down to McDonald's, get a number three with a Diet Coke. Because God said, you know, he's sovereign. God says it's going to rain tomorrow. It's, it's raining tomorrow. I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow. We're going to be outside 
God, don't let it rain. <laughs> but, but, you know, God, God, is, God is sovereign. In, in, and there are things that we can do to influence God. There, there's a verse that says that uh, if we draw near to God, he'll draw near to us. That's not God's sovereignty. That's us, right? We're drawing near to him. Uh, it says you can pray for the, uh, for the Lord's coming and you can speed up his, his, uh, the Lord's coming. You can speed it up. And that, that's, not, that's not God's sovereignty. That's us doing something. But for the most part, God is sovereign, and he's sovereign in our lives. Like, our lives are planned out. He has a plan for us that he's going to use us. And we have to believe that God has a specific plan for us that nobody else can do. Nobody else, you know, God, God sent Jesus to die for us. He didn't have a backup plan. He didn't, you know, he wasn't going to send Gabriel or Michael, you know, to die on a cross if Jesus wasn't going to die. If you were to say, God, take me up, I don't want to die, God wouldn't send an angel, that's it. You know, we wouldn't be here, we would be pagans. And, and so there was a plan for, for, for Jesus' life, and there's a plan for our life. You've got to believe there's a plan. We have to believe that there's something for us. And, and that's the third thing. And the fourth thing is, is we have to believe, and this is going to get more difficult and more difficult. It says in uh, the fourth, it's that we must believe that, that suffering and discipline is from God. We have to believe that all, all our suffering and all of our discipline is from God. That whatever's going on in our lives, that Jesus said that uh, in this life you will have trials and tribulations. It says that God disciplines those he loves. So if there's discipline, if there's suffering, you have to have faith. You know what? God, that's from you. I'm trusting that I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm going through this hard, through these hard times. But whatever I'm, whatever I'm going through... God, I trust you. And that's very, that's very difficult because a lot of times we don't see what God is doing. A lot of times I'm just like, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing right now, but I know you're doing something. Because if you love me, you're going to discipline me. And so we have to believe that all, all this suffering, all these hard, hard things, they're from God. They're not from, they're not from the devil. Oh, many times they are from the devil, but God is using them. You know, we have to believe that, that God will discipline us through people, that God will speak to us through other people as our authority, and that's the voice of God. And that's very difficult to do. Amen. That's, that is very difficult. When we, when someone is speaking to into our lives, somebody that's an authority, we have to believe, you know what, that is from, that is the voice of God. That's not just some person's opinion. We have to take that as the voice of God because that's my authority. And that's a very difficult thing to do. That's good. You have to trust God to a point where, where you say, God, I don't know I don't know, I'm not sure if I, if I trust that person, but I know that you are using him in my life. I submitted myself to him. That's my leader, and so I'll take that as your voice. And that's, that's the next thing. And then um, the fifth thing, and I think this is the most challenging, and uh, it says that we, we got to believe that God will supply all of our needs. And um, it sounds simple, but let's, we're going to read from verse, uh, verse 31. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble on its own, of its own. And he's saying, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry, I'm going to supply every single thing that you need. 
And it's, it's just like, I could just say, yeah, just believe God, that God is, is, is in control, and He will give you everything you need. It sounds simple, but, but you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say, yeah, that's just go ahead. And no, this is a very difficult thing to understand and to, to, to get a hold. You know, in, um, I, I love this verse. It's, this is, uh, I should have wrote this verse where, okay, I should have wrote where it is. But uh, this is 1 Timothy 6, 17. It says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Their trust should be only in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. And then uh, first, no, this is uh, Philippians 4, 19. Uh, Actually, verse 18. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you send me from Aphrodite. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. God will supply all of our needs. Now that is something that, you know, on the surface sounds simple. Yeah, I believe God will supply all of my needs. But when you look at it, it is a very, it takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of uh, abandonment that God will give us every single thing we ask for. Uh, that we trust God to the point where we don't worry about what we're going to have because it says, seek first my kingdom and everything else will be given. You know, like in our mind, we're like, yeah, that's simple. I'm going to trust God. You know, God, you said to trust you. Okay, I'll trust you and you'll give me everything I need. Sounds simple. But, but when God says, okay, I want you to do this. And then you're like, oh, okay, now this is, this is not what I thought it was. You know, when God says, I want you to do this, God will, God will speak something that will not make sense to our mind. Because our mind does not, uh, faith is not, uh, you cannot have faith with your mind. Because a lot of things will not make sense. Actually, faith in general does not make sense. It, it goes against what your mindset is. It, go, it goes against your mind. Your mind says, do this, and faith is saying, do this. And you're like, okay, now I, now I see where, what am I going to choose? And you're going to come in a point in your life where you're going to say, am I going to choose faith or am I going to go my way? There, there will be a, a, a fork. And we all have these moments where am I going to trust God or am I going to do my own thing? You know, am I going to seek his kingdom? And when God says, I don't, I don't want you to do this right now. I don't want you to, to go here. I want you to do this. And God will, and I'm not saying anything specific because God will speak to you and you know exactly what it is. And, and, you know, God will say something and you'll be like, okay, God, now this doesn't make sense. Now this is going to set me two years back. And I had this plan when I was 13 years old. I made this plan, you know, to get married by 21, 25, have my own business, by 30, be rich, uh, you know, have, have, have all that I need. And then I'm going to serve you. And there's this plan that we make, that we, that we set in our lives. And, and Jesus is like, you know what, I'm going to mess all that up. And, and a lot of times that's what he does. He's just like, really, you have a plan, well, seek my kingdom. And that's where we say, that's where he's going to test us. Do, we, do I trust him enough to lay down my, my plan and my dream that, that I have, my, my goal? I see this thing. I really want it. But, but God is saying, seek my kingdom. I'm going to give you everything you need. He'll, he'll, he's not, God's not going to make us, you know, like bums and, and we're going to have to beg for food. No, he's, he's going to give us everything we need. But he's saying, do you trust me? You know, I, I, when we read Psalms and you look at David, when David had such trust to God, like a child, he was just like, God, you're my refuge. God, I trust you. 
in everything, every part of my life. You're my refuge. You're my strong tower. I, I trust you. I, I come to you. I, I need you. And, and what trust? He had such trust in God. And, and it says that we need to have uh, childlike faith, right? It says, Jesus said, be like a child. If you're not like a child, you can't enter into his kingdom. And when you, when you think about a child, it's like, you get, I, get, I get the picture of, uh, of, a, of a little kid, you know, that's, that's on something high, like, like a refrigerator or a, like a playground or something. And, and he's standing on top of something. And, and his dad's like, you know, jump, I'm going to catch you. And, and, you know, what I see trusting God is, is that little kid is, he's jumping into, into his dad's arms, you know. His dad's like, don't climb up there again. Boy, I'm going to smack him this time. But, you know, but it's like that childlike faith that's, that I'm just going to jump, I'm just going to jump, and God's going to catch me. You know, I'm, I'm just going to jump. It's like that, uh, like that, that thing where, where uh, you have the, uh, the trust fall, right? You have the trust fall. And right before, right before, you know, you say trust fall and you fall into, you fall over or you, you expect somebody to catch you. And you got to say it loud enough or else it's going to be bad for you. Especially, especially now that you got the, uh, the random trust falls. And so the random trust fall, you got to really, you know, say random trust fall and then maybe they'll catch you. But, but it's like the same thing, you know. We trust God with, with our life to the point where, God, I'm going to, I'll fall and you're going you're to catch me. And, you know, the, it's, a good, it's a good verse, but the devil kind of took this verse and kind of made it bad where he said to Jesus when he was in the desert, he said, jump from, from, the, from this point and God will catch you. And he used the verse in the Bible and he kind of misquoted it. He, he took it out of context and wanted Jesus to jump so people can see Jesus not, not fall down. And, but, but that verse is still true. God says, jump, I'll catch you and your, your foot won't hit a rock. And, and that's how Jesus is looking at us and saying, you know, jump, I'm going to catch you. And, you know, I was, I was talking with, with somebody one time, and, and he was saying, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, he had this plan for his life. He's like, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I have this plan. And, and, I mean, he had everything figured out. Everything was figured out. He's like, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to go there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have this money. And then I'm going to, you know, have houses. I'm going to start investing. I'm going to have money coming in. And then I'm going to be able to go on a mission and I'm going to be able to, you know, to, to, to serve God when I'm going to be rich. And that was probably one of the, probably one of the dumbest things that, that, that we can fool ourselves and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to seek my, my, uh, my own status. I'm going to seek my own things. I'm going to seek a car. I'm going to seek, you know, riches and, and a good, good job above his kingdom. And, you know, if, if, you, if you're not serving God now, you're definitely not going to serve him later in the future. And so what God is saying here, I believe that he wanted to stretch his disciples' faith. I believe he wanted to stretch because, you know, he never, he, never in, he never talked about faith. This is the first time that he, he mentions faith in, in the whole New Testament. And uh, I'm not really uh, like a theologian or anything, and I don't know if uh, there's any theologians here. I don't know if you guys know what the theologian, <laughs> that word even, what that even means. Theologian is study of the Bible, you know, and, um, you know, you get, I mean, we got to know our, we got to know our doctrine. We got to know theology. We have to know what we believe, you know. Some people, some people believe in Calvinism, and that's not really a doctrine. We don't believe in one saved, forever saved, and uh, we, we need, we need to have doctrine. We need to have theology, so, because, you know, you know what's sad? I mean, I'm just going to go off a little bit, but, uh, when, when you're explaining something to somebody that's not Christian, 
and you can't explain it in a way, and you're like trying to make sense, but you don't really make sense to yourself, and because they asked a question that you didn't see coming, and, and I mean, some people that are not Christian know a lot, you'd be surprised, I mean, they just, they'll ask you a question, you're like, okay, and you're trying to explain it, but because we don't know the Bible well enough, we don't know what to say, right, and we're just like, uh, and we're trying to make sense, but that's why we got to know theology, we got we to gotta have theology, you know, inside, we, we, we have to know the Bible inside and out, we got to be able to explain it, and uh, that was that kind of got off chasing rabbits here, but uh, we have to we have to know theology, right? Because uh, because God, uh, when we when we look at faith, God is God is explaining faith here in this in this thing, and I believe He introduces faith. I believe this is where He introduced faith to His disciples. And I don't know. I think when you introduce something, this is from what I heard, uh, that when you introduce something in the book, the first time it's mentioned, it is the most important time that that that's when it speaks about it the most. And this is the first time faith is introduced. He says, oh, you of little faith. And the disciples were always like, God, stretch, you know, stretch our faith. God, you know, they didn't ask to have anything more except faith. That's the only thing they asked to have more. They didn't say, God, give us more holiness. God, give us more of this. They said, God, how can we have more faith? Right? They didn't have enough faith. And he said, oh, you of little faith. And he would always break him down and be like, oh, you of little faith. Oh, you of little faith. And, and he was stretching their faith here. And I believe God wants to stretch our faith in trusting Him. Because a lot of times we, we don't want to trust God. We don't want to trust His Word. We don't want to trust what He's doing in our lives. We want to take it on ourselves. That's what we do so many times. We say, okay, God, I know that you have a plan. I know, but, but I'm going to trust in what I'm doing. You know? and, and you have to have faith in so many areas. You, know? you have to have faith. Uh, not to date, and not not to date around, and you know, not to look for from one person to another, but believe that God has the right person for you. And and there's so many things that we have to have faith, and God wants to God wants to stretch our faith. He wants to say, Do you really trust me with everything? Right? Do you trust me with your life? Do you trust me? Are you like a child that trusts me? Can you can you trust me in every single thing that I'm going to supply all your needs? You want this? Okay. You'll have to wait. First serve me, give your life to me, and then you'll receive. And then you'll receive which, which your heart desired. But first you have to seek me. First you have to give your life. And I feel like a lot of times we serve God without faith. Like a lot of times we just suck the faith out of everything that we do. And we analyze. And we, we think about it in our mind. We run it, we run it through our mind. Okay, is this going to make sense? Can I do this? If, if I do this... Well, then I'm not going to be able to, to, do, to do that. And if I want to serve God like this, uh, then I won't be able to, to, do, to do this. And, and I really wanted to do that. And that was my plan. Since I was 13 years old, I wanted to do that. And so, and you know, we have these plans, but God is, God is saying, you know, trust me. Forget, forget about the plans. And, you know, this is what, what, what God has just been speaking to me. Trust me in, in your life in every single area, every single moment. Everything that you're doing, trust me. Believe that I'm believe that I'm doing something in your life and learn how to trust me in everything that every every single moment in your life learn how to trust me and God will give us everything we need and um, you know we're gonna pray soon but uh, just just we're gonna what, what we're gonna pray about today is just for God to give us more faith you know we, we're gonna ask God give us more faith give us greater faith God stretch our faith help us to 
to have faith in every single area. When, when I worship you, I want to have more faith. I want, to, I, I want to have more faith when I read your word that you're speaking to me right now. I want to have more faith in every area of my life. And, you know, like the verse I read earlier that says that faith is, uh, whatever is not faith is sin. A lot of times, the reason why we don't have faith, many times the reason why we don't have faith is sin. Sin is the problem why we don't have faith. That's many times the things that stops our faith. It's not just, I just couldn't believe. No, it's because there's sin in that area. You know, whatever area it is, say, God, I, I want to trust you. But it, if you cannot trust God in that area, that's probably because there is some kind of sin that is stopping your trust from God. And so holiness and faith are tied together. When faith is not just like just thinking crazy things. Sometimes it is like that. But a lot of times... Faith is, is linked with holiness. And the more pure you get, the more holy you get, the easier it is to trust in God. The easier it is to have faith in God. The easier it becomes because you, you're, you're pure, you're holy. And, and God will, will open up things to you more clearly. And uh, so let's stand up right now. We're just going gonna to pray and we're going to really ask God to just stretch our faith and ask God to help us to trust Him in every single circumstance. Just in every single situation in our life, God, we want to trust you. God, we want to trust you in every single situation, every single thing that we have in our lives, every single, every single moment, God, that, that we have, that, we, that we're doing something, God. Whether, whether we have a question, God, whether we're questioning something, whether we're, we're thinking about doing one thing or another, God, help us to, to have faith. Help us to trust you, God. And every single area, every single circumstance. And, it, and if you feel like you really need help to trust God, you can just come up here and somebody's going to pray for you. And, and we're just going to seek God and say, God, help me to trust you in every single area in my life. God, help me to trust you in, in those areas where, where I'm just, I'm weak, God. I'm weak. I want to trust you with all my heart. I want to trust you with all my heart. I want to trust you with all that's inside of me. But I feel... I feel this so difficult to trust you. I feel the, the weight of, of, the, of the world. I feel the weight of, of, of problems. I feel the weight of, of just the, the struggles of life. And it's so hard. It's so hard to trust you because I don't know what you're doing. I don't see what you're doing, God. But God, help me to trust you. God, help me to trust you in every circumstance, every situation, God. I might not understand what you're doing. I might not understand... The, the, the problems. I, don't, I might not understand why I'm going through what I'm going. I might not understand what's happening to me, God, but I want to trust you in this season of life. God, I want to trust you in this area of my life, God. I want to trust you in this thing, God. I want to trust you. I want to trust you, God. I want to have complete trust in you, God. Like a child that, that falls into his father's arms. I want to trust you, God. I really want to trust you, God. I don't want to just say I trust you but not but not trust you in my heart God I really want to trust you I really want to give it up God I really want to trust you in every everything Lord I want to be like that child I want to have childlike faith God Lord help us tonight to have childlike faith help us God to stretch our faith help us to stretch our faith and see beyond what what the eye can see God and, and go beyond what what our eyes see and and go further go past what, what our eyes can see, God, and, and believe what we don't see and believe what, what we cannot see and believe, God, what, what you can have for us, God. Believe in you.